The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I have no relations with a man. And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. The praying of the rosary is such a beautiful prayer uh, because it really can be utilized in so many ways. Uh, it, it calls upon the Lord's Prayer, so the way Jesus taught us to pray. Uh, it gives us scripture because the Hail Mary is more or less made up of scriptural passages. We encounter the different liturgical seasons and really the life story of Jesus through the mysteries. Uh, we have an acknowledgement of the Trinity and the glory be. And then with the apparitions of Fatima, uh, this reminder about like hell like, and the reality of hell, like it's a real place. And therefore, we need people to pray for us right now so that we, uh, we don't go there. And so the, the rosary is a beautiful uh, tool if you think about it. And prior to John Paul II uh, instituting the luminous mysteries, if you prayed all three sets of mysteries, you had 150 Hail Marys minus, you know, the, the initial three. And, and some scholars talk about that as um, a corollary to the Psalms, because there's 150 Psalms. And so, uh, just like the, and I don't remember what the, the corollary is called, but it's like, wow, yeah, 150 Psalms, 150 Hail Marys. It's quite beautiful. For us to consider what, what does the rosary help us to do? How does Mary, in her example, in the mysteries that we offer and we pray, how does this feed our life? Because I think some people, when we hear this from our Protestant brothers and sisters, uh, you talk about a rosary, talk about Mary, and they're like, oh, you Catholics, you worship her. But I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. Are, are the rest of you, like, I'm just over it. Uh, like, we're not worshiping her. Like, we're asking for her to pray for us. Like, you ask people to pray for you all the time. Come on, give it the, give it the program. Okay. 
Let me step off my soapbox. Moving on. But it is, a, it is a wonderful thing to consider when we're praying the rosary, what is happening? Because some people, they'll get stuck on trying to say the Hail Mary perfectly and, and accurately. And it's like, okay, that's great. That, that's what's helping you. But honestly, if you forget, that's why you have the rosary. It's, it's there as a foolproof method to know where you're at. And at the same time, it's very repetitive for a reason. It's meant to take us into a place of contemplation. Like, I can forget the Hail Mary part in order to ruminate more on the mysteries. So then if I'm focused on the mysteries, like, what do I do with that as I'm praying these Hail Marys? What, how am I contemplating the mysteries? Are the mysteries, are, are they taking me to that life of Jesus? Are they, am I reflecting on them in my own life? Is it just a way to like recall something or does it do something for me? And so there's a, an important distinction for us to maybe begin to think about that we never really were aware of but has always existed. And it's the distinction between habitual graces and actual graces. So habitual graces are graces that are permanent. They're, they're given to us, and we see them through sacraments. So um, baptism is a habitual grace. Confirmation, habitual grace. Marriage, confession, Eucharist, anointing, holy orders. These are permanent dispositions of grace to do something. Actual grace are graces that are given in moments to enact, uh, to do the thing. And so um, habitual, we think about it as far as like relationship. It's a relational reality. And actual graces we think of as doing. It's, it's the making it happen. When it comes to Mary and her life, her example, her witness, when the angel Gabriel comes to her and says, you're going to bear the son of Jesus. And she looks at him and says, what? It there was a, and is, even though she's perfect, without original sin uh, in her life, she still needs to respond to God's will. She still needs to, to do something. And so an actual grace happened in that moment for her to say yes. In the same way for us, um, receiving the sacrament of confession, it's a habitual grace. But to walk into the box, that's an actual grace. That's the grace that moves us. So we think about the rosary, we think of it as a tool to act out actual graces. To utilize what's been given to us by our baptism, confirmations, all those other sacraments, but to think, in praying this rosary, in praying this decade, in praying this prayer, it is going to move me to do something. And so I don't have to be totally focused on just the words, but what it, what's happening coming out of those words? Like what is, what's the Lord revealing into my mind and my spirit and my soul as I pray this and I, as I forget about it, as it kind of becomes this background sound, what's he then speaking to me? That's the cool part about the rosary. You can be in the middle of it and start thinking like, I really need to call that person today. And it, it comes off as a, as a distraction, but in reality, it's the Lord's saying, here's a grace 
go do this. And so the rosary has now awoken us to act even more for him. Yeah, it's just, it's something to ponder. So we thank the gift of the rosary. We think it's scriptural history. Uh, it's scriptural foundation. And we recognize that we all need help. We all need grace. We all need the Lord in the end. Even Mary needed him. That's the cool thing of Mary. Like In her being preserved from original sin and being able to become the mother of God, she gives birth to her Savior, who then is the one that prevented her from receiving original sin in the first place. Like, even Mary needed God to make it happen. Yeah. So may we uh, enter deeply into the beauty of the rosary, acknowledging that this gift given to us allows us to receive actual graces to go and do what God is calling us to do as his Christians, as his sons, as his daughters.